0: We all know the fake news sucks. I watch the Patriot Review. It's really, I kid you not, just really great. That Jeff Wagner guy, I like him.
1: Those of you listening to the podcast probably wonder what the heck's going on when I play music like that, but primarily the show is is video, and um, I really appreciate you listening, but what's going on there on video is that I'm showing the Israeli flag and the flag of the United States uh, side-by-side, waving with that music because we support Israel in what is going on. Welcome to episode 174 of the Patriot Review, Keep Your Eye on the Goal. And uh, this, this episode is going to um, feature uh, the Veterans Viewpoint and Gunny Bud Cornwell, who has his own show, The Patriot Cause, and is a 10-year member, so pretty much from the inception of the Convention of States Cause. And uh, he's going to join us. He's going to talk about uh, not only Israel, but more, more on the preparedness of the United States, or lack thereof, for what we're facing and uh, what his thoughts are on that. And then I'm going to spend some time talking about the Speaker of the House. And um, we're going to get into that. So welcome. And we're going to get started here with some of the news stories. So as I mentioned yesterday, U.S. weapons left behind in Afghanistan. And this news story says may have been among deadly tools Hamas used on civilians. But uh, I've seen uh, other stories that say that uh, they undoubtedly were. And uh, I guess even if they even if they weren't, they certainly will be. And uh, the um, the other things that were left behind that were more of our high tech stuff, you know, because there were planes and there were uh, other vehicles, and those things have found their way into the hands of China, reportedly, and our enemies, uh, other enemies in the Middle East. So here we have, you know, $6 billion of money that was released uh, to Iran and Iran had made it a point to state that they were going to use that money as they saw fit. And of course, we now know that Iran has, it was involved in the planning of this. And um, so here we have, you know, yet another opportunity to talk about treason charges and you know, I talk about that a lot, and you know, I don't know if um, you're sick of hearing it or not, but it, let's call it what it is. And by legal definition, certainly what was done in Afghanistan uh, was treason, and it definitely was given aid to the enemy. And um, you know, I think we used to be a country that was unafraid to speak the truth, at least to more of an extent, and now with the don't judge me decades and the woke movement um we have really kind of lost our way in being able to speak out the truth without some recourse you know and uh so i think that that we're at a loss there but the death toll to americans of course has risen and we now know that there were more americans there are more americans that uh, are captive than what we originally thought and we're learning more as this goes on so four days after the the gunmen surged into israel bringing gun battles to the country's streets for the first time in decades the israeli military announced on tuesday that it had effectively regained control over its southern region and the border with the gaza strip the announcement was made as the israeli defense forces attempt to fulfill government's promise to find militants and step up the attack on the heavily populated gaza region which is home to two million people and is governed by hamas i'm going to talk about this with um gunny but um, the israel is taking a lot of heat because they're cutting off electricity food water from going into that region and um I find it interesting that you know, the the aggressor here is hamas and there there are many people speaking up against israel the other thing i would say is that in this case i believe and i'm going to get gunning's opinion as well for you but i believe that this cutting off of supplies is a tactic that we've seen used throughout history that brings about surrender sooner and actually saves lives and uh, not not uh, lose his lives because it forces your enemy to submit and I think that that is the intent behind it and I agree with it hundred percent we used to win wars remember uh, we won wars when we did what it take what did what it took and the politicians stayed out of the war uh, to the to a large extent. Of course, we had of course, uh, competent generals, and um, given <laughs> given Millie's appearance on 60 Minutes and his whole track record, actually, uh, one has to question whether or not we do anymore uh, to the extent we did anyway. So I'm going to ask about that as well. Gunning's um, got a lot to say on all of these issues, and he has the background to talk about it, and uh, that's why I love having him on. So he'll be on here starting about 915 all right, so the next story, Biden's attempt to build on Trump's successful Abraham Accords ends in failure. So one of the things that uh, you heard historian Ronald Boyd say yesterday is that we have to give Jimmy Carter pre- uh, credit for his his peace agreement uh, back in the 70s. And Trump, unfortunately, does not get the same recognition for his and Biden in attempting to... Uh, Expand it or rely on it has really failed miserably. So, uh, he, you know, he um, he came out, and I have to give Biden credit for coming out and saying that you know he um, supports Israel. The United States supports Israel unequivocally, uh, and so on. But um, I'm going to be watching, and we should all watch with a watchful eye to see exactly what that means and what that translates into because uh, these words cannot be hollow and of course there are, what happens in the future depends largely on the actions taken by the united states you know, turkey has come out and said that if the united states acts that they would side with hamas hezbollah and iran hezbollah now attacking of course and uh they they started uh bombarding israel right and they were on the border yesterday we We talked to you about them being on the border of Syria and Lebanon. And um, so Hezbollah said in a statement that the attack using large numbers of rockets and shells was in solid solidarity with the Palestinian resistance. It said the Israeli positions were directly hit. Israel military fired back at the Lebanese areas, but there was no immediate word on casualties as of the time of this story. Uh, The Israel army said it shelled the areas where the fire came from, on the Lebanese side of the border. Here's another thing that I want to point out that, you know, Israel also gets lambasted for any casualties that are civilians. But we have to remember and I have to really stress that as we learned in Iraq that these terrorist organizations use human shields. They will purposely put uh, their supplies in schools and in other buildings, hospitals, and other buildings where civilians are guaranteed to be killed and um, that is tragic absolutely tragic but that is their tactic and that doesn't mean that you don't fight the war in my opinion and that's tough to say because nobody wants to see civilians die but these people are barbarians and um, unfortunately that's a position that they put they put uh, countries like the United States and Israel in. And um, so they use that as propaganda, of course. So Israel, again, said that it shelled the areas where the fire came from and the Lebanese side of the borders. Um, so Lebanon considers, you know, the, of course, the, the actions. Um, and they need to be careful with what their response is of course but um i don't know the, the 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 whole area is in such chaos that it's really difficult i think to, to learn exactly or to to state exactly which countries right now have the capability to get involved or even want to get involved and i think that yesterday's show if you missed it again you know we had a conversation uh, about how beneficial it would be for countries like uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, and other countries to continue with the Abraham Accords and and making even more inroads to peace to alienate any country that really retaliates and joins in this terror, the terroristic uh, act. So I thought that uh, was a good conversation yesterday. If you missed it, check it out. And I wanted to remind you that Trump made a prediction on this a month ago. So in this article from the Republic Brief, following widespread attacks on israel territory over the weekend a statement made by former president donald trump last month following the biden administration's announcement that it agreed to a prisoner exchange that would give the iranian regime access to over six billion dollars in funds became extremely relevant so in exchange for that six billion dollars uh, that cash that was being held and actually in south korea they revealed uh, a biden administration revealed on the anniversary of september 11th no less that it had negotiated the release of american citizens but that it was making this releasing this huge amount of money so <clears throat> uh, following the attacks that have resulted in at least 600 israeli deaths and that's actually uh gone up much higher um the this announcement uh, really really comes to, to bear, and uh, Trump had mentioned, he, his quote is, Can you believe that Crooked Joe Biden is giving $6 billion to the terrorist regime in Iran? That money will be used for terrorism all over the Middle East and indeed the world. This incompetent fool is absolutely destroying America. He had the audacity to announce this terrible deal today, September 11th, Trump continued To pay for hostages will lead to kidnapping, ransom, and blackmail against Americans across the globe. I freed many dozens of our people from various unfriendly countries and never paid a dime. And I think that that is the correct policy, that we don't negotiate with terrorists. And we're seeing the consequences of doing so right now. All right, so he warned that the same people that raided Israel are entering the U.S. This is Trump warning us talked about that yesterday um agree 100 percent i think we're going to see some 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 bad actors and some bad things coming all right we're going to take a quick break and i will be right back with uh gunny and we'll go from there
2: sight to come upon it was perfect. her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took
0: her BiPAP off cause it was still on. This was hope and prayers that
1: somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we did that,
2: Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot review. It's your patriotic duty.
1: All right. If you have not seen, if you have not seen the documentary breaking the oath yet, please do check that out. And, um, I'm just seeing Gunny come back in here. (laughs) Hang on a second. Uh, Please do check that out. And um, you can go to redbloodedpatriots.com, and you can see that there. And you can also go to uh, America First Productions, America the number one, stproductions.com, and you can check it there. The documentary is free. You can buy an extended version where you get full-length interviews with the guests. Uh, that is $29.99. However, if you use the uh, code America First, America the number one ST, you get $10 off. You can get that at AmericaFirstProductions.com. Working on the next documentary, and now um, it looks as though it's going to be the High Treason documentary or the docu-series because that is going to, uh, that quite simply is the most important thing, I think, on on my table, anyway, is uh, getting that one out, and um, I have Gunny Bud with me now. So we're going to start this segment, and we're going to talk about what's going on in Israel and much more. Gunny, welcome to the Patriot Review. It's awesome to have you back, brother. Good to see you again. Looking good. Always good to be here with you, Jeff. Always. <laughs> any any guy that's got a goatee, I mean, that's a guy I like. All right. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: <laughs> How are you? I'm actually doing pretty good. Yesterday was my 60th birthday, so, well, happy birthday. I was just going for those of you that are not 60 yet. I'll put it to you this way: it's a lot worse than 50. <laughs> um, best I'm, way I'm I can he- explain I, uh, I, it's like a to- total different. Ten, that 10 years time frame. Ooh, just I just ain't the same. It just is what uh, it is. I'm I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm doing good, but I'm starting to realize that I'm actually getting old. Oh, I'm like, old yet, yeah, but I'm realizing it. So,
1: well, I uh, I'm almost there, and I feel your pain. But um, I don't know. I think we, we uh, you never know, right? You never know. We got a lot of important stuff going on in our world today, and it sure would be nice that. 56 in my case or 60 in your case to actually be able to retire and enjoy life and um, but that has been taken away from us and we certainly have Have a lot that uh, we have to do that we just can't really take that stance towards life and unfortunately too many people are very selfish about that and You know, I guess that's what separates us and the people who watch this show and the people who watch the Patriot cause your show and the people that you know are involved in the convention of states and other things like you are, you know, and like I am are are uh, just a different breed and a breed we need more of, I think. But um, you know, I have to I have to thank you for being on here. I know you're very busy and I know that you know you uh, have a lot of things on your plate as well. But it's always good to get your viewpoint as as to what's going on in America today and in this case in the world because we're gonna talk about Israel today but um, you know I, I had just been s- stating before you came on that President Trump had warned us about this back on September 11th or so because of the announcement that this deal was made with the six billion dollars yeah. that announcement came out on the anniversary of September 11th so you know he was he was uh, referring to this and saying you know this is not gonna be good this is gonna end up being used for terrorism and you know look where we find ourselves um, so if we had this concept or this statement that was made over and over again in past administrations that we don't negotiate with terrorists right yeah and, and here we find ourselves and um so where do you think that change came in do you think that change came in just purely on the administrative side or do you think that some of the generals now actually
0: believe in this approach well that's a good question first off obama period and i mean full stop that's where it began these people don't care about america if you don't care about america then you are going to be a overseas, what I call overseas politician. They're pleasing the world before they're pleasing America, and this is this is where we're at. Unfortunately, Obama was there for eight years, and and you can do a lot of damage in the world in general, much less to the United States in eight years. Now, what that you know, means is because of this administration that was stood up. What do you think they did to the military? They fixed the military with the same mindset that they have. So they eliminated the conservative American thinking generals out of the military and replaced them with the communist, socialist, world globalist type military leaders. I'm not saying they're all like that. I'm just saying we have a lot more of them in our military now than we had before.
1: Well, let's unpack that a little bit. So first of all, with Obama, um, just to support what you're saying, people will remember the the issues with Syria and how he came out and said, oh, we're going to lead from behind. He came out and said, here's the red line. Well, the red line was crossed several times, and he showed, he showed uh, so weakness there. And then he did, even before that, his apology tour. And talked about Americas, you know, America is really not a country of greatness, it's just another right. country. And, and he attacked Christianity and talked threw up the Crusades and he attacked law enforcement. He basically attacked the entire fabric of our nation. And as the first black president, his biggest failure, in my opinion, was destroying race relations. and I think purposely, and um, that led to so many problems after, the, after that. But to your point then, now we fast forward to today, and you got people like General Milley, and I wanted to get your I want to get your comment on you know, him going on sixty minutes and questioning you know, basically laying in the President Trump. Um I can't imagine like uh Douglas MacArthur doing that, right? I can't imagine Patton well Patton maybe, who knows? But Patton uh Patton was a unique general, but I still can't imagine I can't imagine anybody doing
0: that before our day and age what what is that about? That's about political power. See when generals become up there, lieutenant generals and generals right in the military they're they're acting most of the time like politicians. The reason behind that is because they are in the political world every time these politicians have dinners and meetings and all that. All these generals are with them. And there's this is where they're determining and uh, deciding what the future of the military is, what the military should be doing to helping the world, and so forth. And because of the eight years of Obama, Miley probably really liked that process, that administration that he was in with Obama, So when Trump comes in, which is 180 degrees, right, Obama wanted to transform America, which he did, and Trump was going to reverse it, which he did. And Miley didn't like that, doesn't like Trump, doesn't like the fact of America. They think that Donald Trump is a tyrant the other way around. Obama and the socialists and the communists, they're tyrants. Trump believed in America and believed in us right. and people working. And so these generals were, uh, I would consider maybe brainwashed as a good word to use or uh, manipulated some way. Sometimes uh, also, you got to remember when these people get ready to get out of the military and retire, where are they going to go? Most of them go right back in the government and get government jobs. Yeah, so after they really go to case, you don't want to burn right your like bridges. That. You don't want to burn your bridge, right? So well, they, by uh, by uh, Miley talking down to Trump, he is digging his way into. A position back in the government, or, you know, like a lot of them do with the news media.
1: Right. Yeah. you know, he's we go to CNN he's, and he's doing a resume.
0: Look at it that way. Right. He's creating a resume. Yeah, they
1: go to the they go to those agencies and lie. Those news agencies. Um, to your point about the tyranny, you know, people like to say that Trump is a fascist and the supporters right. are fascist. Well, the the real the real truth is most recently demonstrated by Hillary Clinton calling for the re-education of Trump supporters you I mean, that is concentration camp time for Trump supporters to be re-educated and uh, if anyone is a tyrant uh, you know it's 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 the folks on the left and I've always said that fascism is a product of the left because it's anarchy that's a product of the far right because we that the anarchists don't want any government whatsoever and uh, you know People like to throw around Nazis and and stuff, but I remind people that the Nazis were the National Socialist Party of Germany, and the socialism-communism is where the tyranny comes in, and um, that hasn't changed throughout time, and that's not going to change. So the argument that they make is pretty pointless, but... All right, so we have the general vying for position, basically, to make sure his income... Uh, increases and he can he doesn't care what the truth is. Um, I think what you're saying is it's fair to say that these politicians and now these generals are looking at a global agenda and not an American agenda anymore. And that is a big part of the problem. So we're going to take a, a three-minute break here. Um, as you know, I have to do this for the Blessed News Network. We have hard breaks, so we're going to do that. And then I want to come back and talk about with you America's preparedness to deal with not only Israel, but what's coming in our near future here. Hang on for just a minute. We'll be right back.
2: Patriots, It's me, Wayne Allyn otherwise known as WAR. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Allyn Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian Conservative Network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV,
1: All right, we're back with Gunny Bud Cornwell. Gunny is the host of the Patriot Cause and has been involved for 10 years with the Convention of States, and that is uh, something we've talked about in the past and need to talk about more in the future is getting getting that across the finish line. Um, so thanks for being here today, and we're going to talk now. I just want to get your, your feelings on um, this current crisis in Israel and the preparedness of the United States to deal with with that, as well as what your thoughts are on what might be coming in our own country, given our borders and what our preparedness is like for
0: that type of thing. So I'll step out of your way and let you you speak. So let's start off from a Christian standpoint. Um, If you really know the Bible and you really know the history of mankind, and the history of the Jewish people. We're not surprised about this because it happens over and over and over again. And unfortunately that's God's plan. God's plan was always to let the Israeli people know that they will always be in distraught, especially if they leave God or get further away. And I believe that, and I believe this is part of that. When Israeli Israel people um, don't put God as primary in their life, and this sometimes this is what happens. However, there's more to it than just that. It's also this actual good versus evil. Now, everybody. That has the ability to understand this past and what's going on, and you know, before specifically starting in 1948 when Israel was reestablished as a state, um, then you have a better picture of why they're doing what they're doing. The there's two two parts to this. The first part of it is is the, the Muslim world in general hate the Jews. It's just that simple. And that started when Esau and Jacob, and it's in the Bible, God hated Esau. God loved Jacob. Well, guess what? The Israeli nation was created by Jacob was created by God, but Jacob was the beginning because he renamed Jacob to who? To Israel. And then Esau started Edom, which is the the beginning parts of the Muslim world. So this battle between good and evil has been going on for for centuries. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that part of it first. The other part of it is it's all about power, control, and money. And the way the Palestinian world looks at Israel is they look at them as these rich, filthy rich people, and we live in this poor, poverty world. And if we got you out of the way, then we could live in a better, rich-type environment. So that's po- polit- That's the political aspects mm-hmm. of it. But the final part of this is Hamas and Hezbollah. So these are two organizations that are absolute evil to the Jewish nation. They, if it was up to them, there wouldn't be a Jew who lived in the world. And they train their kids and they do everything they can to fight these people they absolutely are demons they have so yeah. much hate and evil in their hearts and after that the the next targets christians exactly so unfortunately as long as hamas and hezbollah and lebanon and you know those places as long as they have connections with iran and iraq and you know people that are willing to give them arms and money, this will never ever stop. Now some Very people want to say real quick, some people want to say if Israel would just take over Gaza, because by the way, they used to own it. They used to have mm-hmm. right. government control over it. They actually give it to the Palestine people to, you know, to show peace and solidarity and and now Palestine wants more and more and more. They, that ain't good enough for them. Yeah, so,
1: so just a, just a couple things too to support what you're saying. That so if you look at the Bible and you look at the prophecies, um, you talked about the the envy of the wealth of Israel. Well, the, the prophecy talks about Israel ter- being turned into you know a garden that bears fruit in it from a desert basically. Right. And the Israelis came in and they did that. And it just demonstrates, you know, where where do the Palestinians put all of the stuff that they get, all the aid, all the money, all the support? Well, they they put concrete tunnels, and in, in instead of yeah. instead of using it to build a nation that they could be proud of, or you know, an right. area they could be proud of to call their own, they do that. And it just goes; it's all part of prophecy. And the even the even the the this attack in particular is has uh you know not since 1973 has there been an attack of such enormity and it's coming from all different sides and the bible talks about different countries well one could say that it doesn't matter you know that these are terrorist groups they are coming from different countries right and they are yes uh, so as a matter of prophecy it's it's not so far-fetched to say that this is fulfilling prophecy i don't think so you know I agree with what you said and and so the next question is you, know, you look at who we have you, know, you look at who we have in office and not only on that side of the coin but the military side what do you
0: what do you have to say about our preparedness that's a that's a good question well first off um, i'd hate to see us have to do anything within our country to defend ourselves but it it is possible is the flood of immigrants that are coming in part of, you know, these terrorist groups? Absolutely, I'm convinced of that. But how? What can say three thousand terrorists do in the United States? And a lot of people are going, well, you know, it's only three thousand. We got you know, hundred, you know, millions of people in the in the military, right? So this is their mindset. But what they don't understand, terrorists are different. It's, they're not military; they're terrorists. It only takes one or two of them to blow up a nuclear plant, to take out a right. power grid. The story that's, that I've been sharing is that yeah, there's That's what we seventy-five
1: thousand, Gunny. Yeah. The story I've been sharing is that there's seventy-five thousand people who have been tied to uh, terrorism, who we know of that have crossed the border in this period. Right. And um, so you, you, <laughs> that's fifteen hundred
0: people a state. Yeah, so I'm saying you don't have to have millions of an army of millions to defeat the United States. Right. All you have to is a bunch of terrorists that are willing to die and blow up the infrastructure. That's the key. Look, let's and not forget the Chinese. Well, that's what I was fixing to go at. This again, I don't wish this to happen at all. But you have to think of this as a pos- a possible scenario as a result of the globalists wanting to destroy America. You got to think about this. Why would they want to destroy America? We are the only country left standing in the way of the globalists. It's it's pretty much that simple. And they're saying, "What about Africa and India? Look, they will they will fold in a heartbeat. It's just it's just it's been proven. They don't. No country in Africa yeah. has the wealth to fight it. Exactly. We're it. And now ask yourself, why are they not attacking China? It's very simple. 90 percent, almost 90 percent of China do not recognize as being religious. Now, some of them are Buddhists and so forth, but they're not acting religious people. So if that's true, it's real simple for globalists to work with these people because they're on the same sheet of music. The globe is the globe and you know, kumbaya. It's a lot different and, in the United States. Even though China's
1: the model, right? I mean, exactly. China's the China's model. The model. It comes to it comes to the social um, monitoring and, exactly. and all that. I mean, the Chinese are who they want to model it after and um, that's just downright scary. So are you able to stay for this last segment?
0: Uh, I got 15
1: minutes, yeah. Okay, all right. I got to take one more break. Then I want to get into to, to our military, the military side okay. of
0: this whole issue.
1: Sure. I'll be right back. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to KirkElliottPhD.com slash review get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that, even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patreon review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our Kingdom Feel.
2: Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
1: All right, we are back with Gunny Bud Cornwell, and we were talking about uh, the military preparedness for what we're facing here. I want to get your thoughts on that.
0: As far as the military preparedness associated with supporting other countries, I, I think I think we're still there. Where we're having issues with is dealing with larger company uh, countries, specifically China, and being prepared, you know with the space wars, All those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Also, because we haven't spent a large amount of money over the last probably 10, 12 years, um, I don't think the military is as geared up as it could be. Now, can and will the military get involved in Israel? As we already know, there's a battle group that's already headed towards Israel, going through the Mediterranean. But, again, they've done this before, military. And unless it comes down to the, you know, America gets involved or Israel gets destroyed, America's not going to get involved in this, military-wise. Because it will upset a lot of other countries, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean.
2: Muslim, the Muslim, the so. Turkey,
0: yeah, Turkey, even Russia would not be happy with it if the United States got involved in it. So, uh, is is our military prepared to to react to that? Absolutely not. We may be able to take on China or take on Russia or you know the the Middle East countries or whatever, but you put all those people together. In other words, we're we're not ready for a, a World War Three, right. because it, it won't be like World War Two. It's gonna it's you, a lot different battle. Do
1: you think that the focus on the woke initiatives has already done enough
0: damage to make a difference? I don't think it's done a ma- major damage. I think it's it has created weakness, especially in the in the lower ranks, in other words, the, the, the newer people in the military that's you know that came in during this time frame, the senior leaders, uh, the senior officers minus however many, uh, they're still solid military strategists and leaders. But we're getting all of these trans people and that kind of stuff that have been coming in over the probably last 5 or 6 years and that's uh demoralizing for one thing yeah it, it is you, not you
1: know you're going to get a, you know you're going to get attacked for that so explain why right. why you say that the reason behind
0: that is because a man is a man and Masculinity is huge in, in a combat situation. I'm not saying that women can't go to combat. I'm gonna tell you that women and men together in combat is is not right. So the the point I'm making is this is males have a different type of bond, actual bond sure. in the military. And our love is different. It's not a physical love. It's a, it's a save your life type love. But when you and trust and trust, right. But when you infiltrate into that environment that you need total trust and total, um, understanding of, you know, save my life, save your life, all that stuff, uh, you're, you're, a detriment an absolute detriment
1: yeah. it causes causes doubt which breaks down that that whole atmosphere that those troops need to be successful right and um when you talk about masculinity well it's exactly those traits that this country has spent the last 20 years attacking right. and calling toxic that makes us successful on the battlefield is that fair to say
0: Oh, no, absolutely now I. I think uh, a great friend of mine and I were talking with uh, Senator Tubberfield, and he brought up something a- afterwards when we were done with, with the senator that I thought was pretty important. And I actually may have said it when we were talking to the senator, and this kind of makes sense. Think about what I'm going to tell you. Women in combat. You know, should women be in combat? And the colonel's response was this. Absolutely. But they need to be in combat as a unit of women. Not as a mixed combat unit. So, for instance, let's say you're on a defensive mode. And this is all part of the readiness that we're talking about. They're integrating men and women in the military. They're integrating them in the boot camp now. Mm -hmm. To where they're getting trained at the same time. Now, right now, as far as I know, they're not living in the same quarters, per se, but they're doing the training together, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But when they go into combat and they're in a unit together, and you got women and men in a unit together, and they're up in a tower, and they're supposed to be watching for people and enemy or whatever it is, and instead of doing that, they're doing, you know what I mean? That's you just put the lives of that whole unit in jeopardy. However, if you if you had just women and that unit was in charge of this section, right? Then and and the same thing with men. Now I'm not gonna say that you don't have, you know, gay people on both sides. Of course you do. But in my day, if you were like that, you definitely didn't tell anybody or show you, show anybody you were.
1: That was Clinton's policy, right? I mean, don't ask, don't don't tell. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is it's got a lot of foresight to it because what what else people have to remember is the age the age of these people that we rely on at the lower level to being the lower level soldiers. I mean, these are people who are very young, and um, I think that that would certainly could certainly happen and, and affect the environment like you're saying. So. Um, as far as the military preparedness on on home base here, you know, um, Lincoln suspended habeas corpus and, you know, he did a lot of things that during the time that there was so much upheaval. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think would be necessary if we actually did see these terrorist cells go active and we did see, um, you know, an, an invasion? And some people think that's crazy, but that's certainly a possibility so what what is our preparedness level at home
0: the first thing that's going to happen is if we get attacked kind of like a 9 11 thing but it's not from airplanes right uh the administration is instantly going to declare martial law
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's that simple because you so are what- the threats Right. So what does martial, you got to think about this. What does martial law mean to the military? And what does it mean to us, civilian? When, when the country is declared under martial law, what happens? Think about that. The military now is being directly directed by the administration because now it's martial law. So Hmm. the National Guard is going to be used however the federal government wants to use them, not the state. They belong Hmm. to the state, the National Guard, but the federal government can use them to put them in combat overseas to help support the active duty. However, in the United States, the National Guard is supposed to only be used or be delivered to the federal government through the states. So martial law, the government now just take took over all the National Guard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means they're going to do whatever the federal government tells them to do. So that's how, military how it's going to affect. The way it's going to affect us is as soon as they declare martial law, you walk around with a gun, you're in jeopardy. You're yeah. breaking the law now. You see what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, absolutely see. But um,
0: it's which not, would be I mean, the Second Amendment because... gets, get, martial law throws the Constitution out the door.
1: Yeah. Which would be disastrous if we actually were facing a- an attack. And um, people, I don't think, realize that this, the sequence of things and how they would likely play out, I think that you hit it on the head when you talked about you know our infrastructure being attacked first. And then it doesn't take such a large troop because our military relies so much on electronics for everything, communication, everything else, and they take out the infrastructure. That's a big problem. But um, any closing thoughts that you have on this topic you want to share or if you want to share where people can find you, that'd be
0: great too. Awesome. Um, We need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for the Palestinians. Because war is terrible. And the the issue that's so hard for people, even myself, to understand is this. What is the end goal? When people start a war or start engaging in combat and trying to kill people, there's got to be some something they're trying to accomplish, the end goal. So the Palestine people don't have the power or the ability to take over Israel. So they know that's not their goal. They can't. They don't have the ability. But they can provide and create terrorism within Mm. that country so that the world, this is for the world. This is not for Palestine. They're trying to get the world on their side. But they're doing it the wrong way. You don't kill civilians and capture kids. So this is terrible. Should we bring in the military if necessary? Absolutely. If if we have to support and defend Israel and help them against, you know, the Palestinians, Hamas, whatever, or if anybody else joins in, Iran, then we got to do it. It, you know, last ends, bar, whatever. We cannot allow Israel to be destroyed by the the Muslim world. We can't.
1: Just Agreed. Can't do it. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for being here again today. And where, where do you want people to go to
0: find you there, Gunny? You can go to my website, thepatriotcause.com, or you can listen on any podcast, The Patriot Cause. And I also have The Patriot Cause on Rumble, so you can go search Rumble for the Patriot cause. And I've just done a great podcast with Senator Tommy of talking about the veterans, the VA, the veterans situation, uh, what's going on, uh, talking about abortion, the veterans, you know, VA paying for abortion, stuff like that. So it's a very good podcast. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out. Or if you want to see the video, go to Rumble. Awesome. Thank you so much
1: for being here, and we'll have you back for sure. Folks, I'm going to get to uh, Jim Jordan and the next and or the next speaker tomorrow. We'll talk more about that. So, Gunny, thanks so much. We will see you again soon, brother. Stay safe. And um, God bless everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you, sir. Talk to you later. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye.